Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Itziers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Itziers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick. Yay! At this time, I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yossi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that j Radio can definitely use your donations. So, the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on JavidRadio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either storytelling, kayak from the Mayach, extreme martial arts demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, of a Subbanim program, uh, uh, your, your yeshiva, your banos, your base Yaakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow colony, or sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718. 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbs' books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhi Erbs at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start our story. Tonight's story is sponsored as a refuge lema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sura Miriam. It is also sponsored as a refuge lema to uh, to Rafael Avraham Yitzchak Ben Gittel. 
and it's sponsored Le'ile Nishmas Miriam Bas Shemuel. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. Okay, <laughs> you got a story for tonight? I mean, you know, are you going to run out of stories eventually? You know, if you're a Baal Betochen and a Baal Amuna, then if you're doing something that's good for the Klal, uh, you usually don't run out of stories. You know what I mean? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So you're saying that you're not going to run out of stories? I pretty much doubt it. I pretty much doubt that I would run out of stories because Hashem Yisbarach always takes care of because this is for so many kinderlach and for the adults that <coughs> are afraid to say that they're like kinderlach also and would like to listen also. But whatever it is, we reach many, many people and we teach many people lessons. So tonight, I have a very interesting story. I never, ever told this story before. And it's a story that could be found in Sefer Teferes Maral Mishpoli. But of course, I don't remember seeing names in there particularly. It's a very interesting story. I have a funny feeling the story is not true. I have a funny feeling the story is made up as a type of mushal, as a story to teach us a very powerful lesson. Yes, that's what I believe in. And, uh, you know, uh, I believe that the name of the story that would be fitting should be Never Give Up. Never Give Up? <laughs> That's a good title. Wow, that means something exciting is going to happen or something. That's right, you got that right. So anyway, so here I go. I'm ready to tell the story, and you're ready to be quiet. I'm ready. Well, oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, I got to do that. That's right. So here we go. This story goes back a long time ago. Now, this is a story that has a lot of meat and potatoes. Oh, if you give me some meat and potatoes and I eat now, so then, uh, you know, like, uh, I won't be interrupting you because I'll be eating. Uh, yes, 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 I understand what you said. But nonetheless, when I'm using the terminology meat and potatoes, it doesn't mean it literally. It's like it means it has a lot of stuff in the story. Oh, I see. Okay. You mean, you mean that like it could be made into... Yes, that's right. It really could be used as more than one story. But I'm all putting it together tonight. Okay, take it away. All right. So here we go. This story took place quite a long time ago. Many, many, many years ago. I know. Man. Yes, see. Oh, sorry. You're telling. Right. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So anyways, this story took place many, 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 many years ago. And I just want you to know that we're going to use names that we're making up uh, to fit the story. And basically, this story that I'm saying is adapted from the Sefer of uh, Teferesh uh, Maharal Mishpoli. Okay, so that's uh, what it's based on. Okay, so here we go. So, uh, I know you already said like many, many, many years ago. That's right. There lived a king, and we're going to call this king Sebastian. King Sebastian. Now, he had an advisor named Richard. Now, this advisor named Richard was not very friendly to the Jewish people. As a matter of fact, he only cared about... I mean, yes, he only cared about himself. That's right. He only cared about himself. Now, in his kingdom, there dwelled a big tzaddik by the name of, we're going to call him Rabbi Mordechai, or Reb Mordechai. 
Now, Rabbi Mordechai lived together with his wife, Esther. Ah, this is the Megillah story? No, 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 no. I just picked those two names because some of the miracles are very similar. But anyways, uh, I hope I didn't give away too much. Anyways, so let me tell you what happened. So this person, this big son of Rabbi Mordechai, um, he lived a very poor life. He wasn't interested in riches. And he basically learned all day and most of the night. And whenever he can, sometimes he got carried away and he learned through the night. Very big Tamachacham. Very wise man. He knew how to apply his Das Torah. And people used to ask him for advice. And like, for example, I'll just, you know, um, again, you know, this is adapted. That means, you know, like the facts come from the story. But, you know, I, I'm, I know you're adding things to schmaltz it up a bit. Right. So, for example, a person once came and asked somebody for advice, and he said, hey, you know, I have a big problem. You know, every time I go down this particular road, there's always mud over there. My wagon gets stuck, and I don't know what I can do. So, uh, what, what do you think I should do? Well, if you go down that road every time, uh, Maybe you should uh, dry out the mud. It's not possible to dry out the mud because I can't dry out the mud if it keeps raining. You know what I mean? So uh, what should I do? Excuse me? Uh, pardon me? But if you don't mind, uh, my name is Mordechai, and I just happened to pass by and overhear your conversations. So, uh, Sally, listen to me. I know you have a problem going down this particular road because it's very muddy. But I know a little way how you could prevent going down this road. There's a few reasons why this road is very muddy. One is it's very close to the river edge. That's one reason. And the other reason is... Yeah, what's the other reason? The other reason is because the rain and the water... When it fills up the river, overflows to the road a bit, and that's why it gets very muddy. I would suggest don't go down this road. Yeah, but I gotta get to the next town. I gotta sell my things. I know that. And there's a solution to that. Yeah. I, while I was listening to your conversation, I drew up a map. If you follow this map, this road is usually dry. So why don't you take it, and you won't get stuck in the mud. You won't get stuck in the mud. What do you say? Huh. That's, that's fantastic. I, I, I like that. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, you, you're really good. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. And, of course, that's the way he was. He helped out people. He gave advice. And some people would come over me with Tyra Shilas. So really, I was wondering, uh, I can't figure out what this Tyra says. It's very complicated. It's not a problem. Here, sit down with me and I'll show you how to understand this Tysifus. All right, and this is what the Tysifus means, okay? Look over here. And he would take the time to explain it as many times as necessary. So word got around that he was very, very smart. It even eventually reached the king. Ah, you mean like King Sebastian? Uh-huh. So King Sebastian ordered that Rabbi Mordechai should come to see him. And the guards would say, This way, Rabbi, 
The King Sebastian is waiting for you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I'm going to go right in. Uh, if you open the door. Oh, yes, I should open the door. It's a very big door, and I'm not that fat of a person. I'm a pretty skinny person. You didn't have to open the door all the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you. Ah, uh, uh, Sholem Aleich, I mean, hello, your majesty. How are you? How are you? How are you? I am very good. I, King Sebastian, am hereby looking at you. You seem to be a very simple man. Well, you know, I'm a Jewish person. I, I live a simple life. I don't live for the materialistic things in this world. I live for Olam uh, You know what I mean? We Jewish people believe in the world to come. We had to do as many mitzvahs as we can. And then after we do all these mitzvahs that we can, we go on with our lives and we continue. You know what I mean? You know... When the time comes when I'm called up upon high and the Bishlam takes my neshama back, and then your neshama, what is that? Uh, 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 my soul. When, when, when Hashem takes back my soul, and then, uh, you know, I'll be living out uh, my future life in Olam Haba, in the world to come. So, you know, the more uh, good things you do in this world, the bigger is your portion over there. You understand what I'm saying? I think so. Now, I would like to ask you some things and hear your advice. Uh, well, I'll try my best, but you know, I can only answer what Hashem allows me to answer. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. But at that moment, inside the palace, there was the head advisor. At that time, he was the head advisor. Advisor Richard, what is going on here? I don't like... What I see here. Hmm. What is this Jewish rabbi doing here? He's talking with the king. Let me come closer and see. Oh, excuse me, your majesty. Um, is there anything you need from me? Well, right now I don't need anything from you at the moment. I'm enjoying this great conversation with this rabbi here. This rabbi Mordechai. This rabbi Mordechai is a very smart person. Extremely brilliant. I, a matter of fact, you know what I was thinking? Rabbi Mordechai, how would you like a job? Oh, please, I, I don't need a job. I mean, my wife does some odds and ends. We make just enough money. I, I teach some people Torah. I give a few classes here and there. And people, you know, give me some donations and things like this. I'm okay. I don't need nothing special. Oh, but you don't understand. I am the King Sebastian. And if the King Sebastian wants something, then you must comply. You know, it is a bad thing not to listen to a king. You know, I, as the King Sebastian, I could sentence you to death by the snap of my finger. You know that, do you? Uh, oh, I, I, yes, uh, apparently now I know it. Uh, I'm very sorry. So, uh, um, 
So you want me to take a job? I mean, what kind, what kind of job do you want me to take? I find your brilliance amazing. I would like to hire you to be my chief advisor. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. But, but you know, oh, really, sir. You know, <clears throat> sir, I didn't want to <clears throat> say anything, but um, I'm Richard. Remember me? Oh, yes. Richard, how are you? <laughs> Your Majesty, you're a king of many, many different areas, many countries, you know. <laughs> you're well-to-do and everything, but... Your Majesty, I must tell you, I am Richard, your chief advisor. So um, you don't need to hire <laughs> another chief advisor. I mean, I'm doing a good job, aren't I? Hmm? Oh, yes, you're doing a good job up until now. But right now, I think I'm going to change this now. Uh, you're going to be the second advisor. And I will make this rabbi, Rabbi Mordechai, my chief advisor. <laughs> what do you say to that? <coughs> well, Your Majesty, I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but, but what will be with me? Ah, you'll be the second advisor. That's all. And maybe you hang around with this rabbi long enough, and you will become a wiser person. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, yes, as your majesty wishes. Uh, your wish is my command, of course. <laughs> this I don't like. Hmm. Now I'm out of hearing range. I can't believe it. Imagine the king has dropped me after all these years. I was his chief advisor. And what does he do? He replaces me by that rabbi. Ha! Uh, my jealousy is reaching very high levels. I don't like this one bit. I'm very upset, very angry. Hmm. How can I go over and get rid of that rabbi? Hmm. And so, typical of jealous advisors, he would try to come after plot after plot after plot, and of course they would all fail. <coughs> they would all fail. All his plots always failed. And of course, the king began to realize, now listen here, Richard, why don't you listen to me? Instead of trying to find things wrong with the rabbi and be proven that he is right, why don't you learn from the rabbi? He is a great, great person. I'm telling you, no need to be angry at him. No need to be jealous of him. You can see right away by talking to him that he's a very smart and brilliant person. So I was you, if I was you, that is, and thank God I'm not. <laughs> but if I was you, I would think twice about trying to start up with this rabbi. You're not as smart as him. Now, please, be on with it and stop being so jealous. <laughs> stop being so jealous. <laughs> Nervous king. I am Richard. I am the chief advisor, not him. Uh, humbug. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> Let me think about this. What can I do? 
I must come up with a plan. Wait a minute. <laughs> of course. <laughs> ah, yes, I got it. This plan will work greatly. <laughs> Mary, my dear wife, come here. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, listen. You know, up until now, I was always trying to get the rabbi in trouble directly. How about if I try a different approach? Oh, you mean like to pretend you're his friend? Yes. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, yes, you'll catch him off guard. Yes, yes, you'll trap him for sure. <laughs> I like this, yes. <laughs> good. So my plan is, I heard that there was once a very beautiful ornate pool made and constructed by King Solomon. The Jewish people call him Shlomo HaMelech. <laughs> it's an amazing pool with fancy ornaments all around. Yes. Ah. <laughs> we'll get this rabbi to try to construct it. Yes. But of course he won't be able to. <laughs> yes. And if you don't do what the king wants... <laughs> I know. Such a person is put to death, right? <laughs> That's correct. And so, the next day... Well, Rabir, this is a very intense type of story. Don't worry. Like all my stories, it has a happy ending, so no need to go into your bedroom and put your pillow over your head and hide. Nothing to be scared of. It's going to have a happy ending. Don't worry about a thing. Just relax. Okay, I am. Wow, wow. I'm at the edge of my seat. Well, good, but just be careful not to stay too much at the edge of your seat. Why? 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 You're going to fall off. <laughs> okay, anyways, let's go back. Okay, <clears throat> so the next day, uh, after he came up with his plan, Richard went to King Sebastian. Yes? What is it, Richard? Ah, oh, you look happy today. That's a nice smile on your face. So, tell me what it is that you want. <laughs> What do I want? I'll tell you what I want. You see, Your Majesty, I began to realize that you are correct in choosing Rabbi Mordechai over me to be the head advisor. The chief, you know what I mean? Oh, really? You're admitting this? Okay, what's the catch? Oh, there's no catch. You're right. I've been trying so hard to get him in trouble. And it doesn't work. He's extremely smart. I thought I was smart, but he's much smarter. So you're right. Now, might as well use his wisdom the right way. Okay. What is it that you're leading to? Well, Your Majesty, you know, you could become even more famous and worldwide known if you had a special pool that is different than anyone else. Oh, come on. Let's not be ridiculous. Anybody can build a swimming pool. Ah, yes, 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 yes. But this pool is very ornament, has very special things, and it's coated with gold. <laughs> so let me explain to you. You see, um, 
this person, Rabbi Mordechai, is a Jew. Okay, are you trying to make a plan against... No, no, no. I'm thinking about you. Imagine if you had King Solomon's pool, just like he had, which was very famous, very beautiful. People would come, and they would want to see it. You could charge money. You could make a fortune. As great as you are and as rich as you are, you could even become richer. <laughs> so what do you say, Your Majesty? Huh? Does it sound very tempting? Yes, it does sound very tempting. Okay, so what do I have to do? And how do I get this, um, this pool? Ah, very simple. Very simple. All you have to do is ask the rabbi to build the pool. He'll do it. After all, you're the king. You give an order, he has to do it. Well, what, 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 what makes you think that the rabbi could do it? King Solomon was the wisest man around. Ah, yes, yes, yes. But this rabbi is very smart. He's a Jew, and he's a big... Uh, what's that word that Jewish people use? Talmud Chochom. Yeah, that's the word. Very wise man. Yeah, Talmud Chochom. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I like your idea. I hope you don't have nothing behind this. Oh, no, no, I'm not thinking of anything else. I'm thinking of the benefit of the king. You're right. Uh, I, I, at first, yes, I was upset that you uh, 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 chose him over me, but <laughs> I got over it when I realized your decision was correct. All right. And so the king, he sent for, he sent for uh, the, uh, the advisor, the chief advisor, Reb Mordechai. And Reb Mordechai stood there and said, oh, yes. Your Majesty, what is it that you want from me? Is there something special you need? Yes. You know, I heard about the Jewish king, uh, King Solomon. Uh, king Solomon. Oh, Shlomo HaMelech, yes, yes. I heard that in his palace he had a very beautiful pool, yes or no? A uh, pool? Oh, yes, 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 a very beautiful pool. It was very ornamented and it was coated with gold and everything. Yes, yes, what about it? Well, um, you are a wise man, right? Uh, well, I, I, I'm just as wise as HaKadosh Baruch lets me be. Why? What, what, what's your question? I have decided that I'm giving orders to you that you must build me a pool just like his. As a matter of fact, I want it specifically like his. Do you understand? Yes, Your Majesty. And remember, don't disappoint me. You know what happens to people who disappoint me, right? Unfortunately, yes. I mean, what do you say? Yes, 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 yes. Don't worry. I work on it. I'm going to go home and I'm going to take out the Swarim. Swarim? Yeah, the books, the holy books, and I'm going to research it. And I'll get back to you on it. Don't take too long. Yeah, yes, Your Majesty. And as soon as he came home, he was ready to faint and chalish over there. And his wife said, Oi, Vesmir, what's wrong, Mordechai? What's the matter? And he told over everything that happened. Yeah, and I'm positive. This is a plot. From that Meshigana king, uh, I mean, uh, you know, that, that Meshigana, not the king, I mean, I mean. The advisor, Richard, the jealous one? Yes, yes, yes. 
He finally thought of a way to get rid of me. What are you talking about? Well, you see, how am I supposed to build that pool? I don't even know what it looks like. I don't know how to build a pool. I mean, I'll read Sforum, maybe. It'll tell me about the pool. But it ain't going to tell me how to build it. I mean, how will I know? There has to be some old uh, Sforum or scrolls that are somewhere. But uh, how am I supposed to have that? I can't find something like that. There's no way on earth. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, yeah? Like what? Uh, tell me what. Well, you remember your father? Uh, of course, I remember my father, Oliver Shalom, yes. You know that he was a big Talmud Chacham. Yes, 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 yes. He taught me a lot of the Torah that I know. Yes, and besides being a big Talmud Chacham, do you know what else he did? Ah, uh, yes. To make Barnaza, he was a contractor on the side. He did some building. Yeah, why, why? Well, you know that he has many secret things in the basement. In the regular basement? Uh, you don't mean that? Yes, yes, yes. In the secret basement. You remember before he died, he said, before he was Nifta, he mentioned about that he has a big chest with a lot of different sforum and different um, scrolls that describe things, and you have to be very careful not to let it fall in the hands of the wrong people. And don't go down there yourself because it's a dark place. And, you know, if you fall and get hurt down there, no one's going to find you. Ah, yes, I remember. Wait a minute. So there's a special handle. Where was that handle? Behind this picture. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, let's go take a uh, lantern over here. Okay. All right. Come on. Let's go in the lantern. I lit it. Let's go. All right. Uh, move the picture. Okay, here's the handle. I'll open it. <coughs> All right. Whoa, look at that. The secret door opened up. All right. Okay, you hold the lantern, and we'll go down the steps. All right, we're at the bottom, and now, well, there's only one way to go. This way. All right. Oh, now it goes this way. Oh, wow. Where did he dig this thing? Oh, wow. Good. Uh, uh, okay, wow! Take a look at this room. We better hurry up. Uh, hurry up? Why? Why? What's the matter? Uh, the lantern is going out. The <laughs> lantern is going out? There should be plenty of kerosene in it. <laughs> there should be, but there isn't. Ah, uh, okay, okay, relax, relax. Okay, let me just get moving over here. All right, are you ready? Okay, uh, uh, there's the chest. Okay, let me open it up. Oh, Baruch Hashem, it wasn't locked. It didn't have no break, no lock, so try to find a key. All right, let me open the chest. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see, there's this. No, there's this. No, 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 no. Well, hurry, hurry, find it, find it. All right, take it easy. I got to read everything over here. It's not so much it. Remind us, please help me out. That's a great idea, Davening to Hashem always helps. Yeah. Well, well, look at this scroll I just found. Yes, what is it, what is it, what is it? Ah, look at what this scroll says. This scroll says, are you, re are you listening? I'm listening. This scroll says, Shloima HaMelech. Uh, let me just unroll it a little bit. Let's see if the right one. Okay. Wow. 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 Wow, 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 what? This describes the pool. And it's in great detail, and I could read it, even though it's like old, old Hebrew, and 
engineering, but I, I, I once learned how to do that, to decode it. it it's Gewaldic. Now I can do it. All right, let me just learn this and come to the plans. And sure enough, he learned it up. And he came with the plans. And then he came to the king. I am majesty. Uh, may I speak with you? Of course you can. Now, you had a few days to think about this. Are you ready to build uh, this air pool? Uh, yes, I am. But it's going to cost quite a lot of money. I mean, you know, it's going to require a lot of gold. Is the king uh, ready to spend for this? Of course I'm ready to spend for this. There's no question about it. I want to do this. And we're going to do this. I'm telling you now. Whatever you need. Here's a set of my keys. Okay. Take this set of keys. And I want you to go over and take this set of keys. All right. You got it? You have the set of keys I just gave you. All right. There you go. Got it? Got it? Oh, yes. Wow. Some big keys. I think, wow. So many keys. Well, I have lots of locks on it. This set of keys will lead you to my treasure. <laughs> you may use whatever you need and hire as many workers as you need. Uh, yes, okay, all right. <laughs> what is this? He's actually going to construct it? The king gave him permission to do it? <coughs> of course he gave him permission. <laughs> I wouldn't expect less. But wait a minute, how is it possible? Does he really know how to construct it? And, of course, he watched him. Richard watched uh, Mordechai build. And as Mordechai was building, it was just simply amazing. It was really coming to look like a magnificent, magnificent, and when I say magnificent, I mean a magnificent pool. And, mamish, it was unbelievable. The only thing that was missing now was the gold calling. So he took the gold. He had it melted down. And made into like a paint coating, sort of to say. It had to be under hot fire and everything. And whatever the material was that the rest of the pool was, I'm not 100% sure. But whatever it said in the safer, I guess we'll have to rely on. But the bottom line was, he painted it, he had the workers coated. All right, sir, this is almost finished here. I finished my side. I finished my side. I finished the floor. And sure enough, they all finished coating it with the gold. And then, of course, they put water in. And, of course, this is where the advisor Richard began to laugh to himself. <laughs> so, no matter how much I tried to booby trap his building, his construction, it didn't seem to help. <laughs> He just kept doing it. <coughs> and anything I sabotaged, he just rebuilt. Yeah. But now, the gold, it's going to come off, and he doesn't even know that as soon as he puts the water in. <laughs> and sure enough, he had the servants go gather water, and they poured the water into this big pool. And all of a sudden, he said, All right, I think it's time. For me to go over and summon the king to come and see this magnificent pool. But what? What is that floating on the water? Oh my goodness. 
It's a sliver of gold. Oh, what is this? More gold is floating up to the... Oh, no. Oh, no. The gold is peeling off the walls of the pool. Oh, you know what it is? Maybe I filled the water too soon. Let's try again. And so he had the servants uh, like clear out the pool. They drained the pool. They dried it up. And he put another coating of this gold paint, this gold, this melted gold. And then he waited three days this time to make sure it's thoroughly dry. And again, when he put the water in, oh my goodness, my goodness, the slivers of gold are floating to the top. Oh no, I won't be able to finish this pool. And at that moment, Richard passed by. <laughs> Are you having some trouble there, Rabbi? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You have something to do with this. Ah, uh, you know why this gold is not sticking, don't you? Of course I do. That was my idea. <laughs> you know what happens to those who don't fulfill the will of the king? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be seeing you. I guess I get my old job back. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I think you're going to get your old job back. That's why you're doing it. You're jealous of me. Uh, well, I won't give up. <laughs> you might as well. You don't know the secret behind this gold. There's a special thing that has to be mixed with the gold that only my family knows about. And when this is mixed with the gold, it can stick to those kind of walls. <laughs> You'll never be able to do it. I'll see you. Goodbye. And sure enough, Mordechai drained the pool. And he went home, and he didn't know what to do. He was thinking, I asked her, what am I going to do? The pool is built to everything that's described in that scroll, but I can't get the gold to stick on. But what should I do? Well, let's do what we normally would do. Let's dive into Hashem. We should never give up. Never, never, never give up. Let's dive into Hashem. Our, 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 our atzlocha, our saving could be terrifying. In a blink of a second, you'll see, you'll see. Don't worry, that's just diving. And sure enough, he Davin said some capital to him, poured out his heart. Please, Rabbi Nishalaylam, please help me. Help me defeat this wicked Russia. Please. And suddenly, Hashem put a thought in his head. Wow. Great idea. Whoa, what did I think of it? Great. And he ran immediately to the king. Oh, so you came to me finally. The pool I saw, the construction looks great, but it's missing the gold paint. Uh, are you ready to put the coating of gold? Huh? What are you saying? Well, Your Majesty, that's what I wanted to come to tell you. That's the only thing that's missing to the pool. So why don't you do it? Put it on. I can't wait to fill the pool with water. No? What, 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 what's going to be? Well, Your Majesty, I was thinking about it. You know, I'm like not the first one that came as your advisor, and I don't want Richard to feel jealous. I want him to have a part in making this pool. Oh, really? So what do you want him to do? Well, uh, I was just thinking, 
that, you know what? Give the job to painting the pool with the coating of gold. Give it to your advisor, Richard. That's a great idea. I like that idea very much. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Oh, Richard, come in here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wonder if he's ready to sentence the rabbi to death. <laughs> yes? What can I do for you? Well, I just want you to know this rabbi doesn't want all the credit for himself. What are you talking about? Well, he heard that you gave me the advice about making the pool, so he thought that maybe you should have a part in making the pool. Me? It's his project. Oh, no. He wants you to have a part in it, so he says that you should do the painting of the gold. What? That rabbi, he tricked me. If I don't paint the pool, then the, then, then the king will have my head. Huh. Oh, boy. This rabbi is much smarter than I thought. But I'll win him yet. And so, of course, he had no choice. Richard went over and he had to use his special formula that he knew that ran in his family. He mixed it in the gold, and sure enough, it stuck. And the pool was filled. But he didn't give up. But there was one thing that Richard did when he got the keys handed over to him to get as much gold as he wanted or needed to paint the pool. He looked around. He turned this way and that way, and he didn't see anybody. And he snuck in some jewels and some gold into his pockets. Yes, he stole from the treasury. But then as he was walking back and forth, he didn't know what to do. And he was thinking, and his wife said, I got it, I have an idea for you. Uh, yeah. What is your idea? Huh? Well, listen what I thought. Okay, um, um, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. What is it? Tell me. Give me something good. Well, why don't you ask the king to make sure that nothing was taken out of the, um, uh, the treasury besides what was needed. And then you have no problem swearing, right? Me? Lie? I lie all the time. That's right. But the rabbi doesn't, and he won't swear. You're right. The rabbi cannot swear. If he's not 100% sure about something, then he cannot swear because it's against his Torah. Aha! I'm glad I thought of this idea. What? I'll see you later. And sure enough, he ran to the sultan. Your majesty, you know, when I went to take out gold, I realized you gave me the keys uh, to your vault, to your treasury. And I realized there's nobody watching me when I was inside. And I thought about it. You know, the rabbi, he went inside also. And I'm just wondering, perhaps he stole some gold and some silver or some diamonds and some other jewels. You know, that could be a problem. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that he would do something like that. He is too honest for that. There's no way he would do that. What about you? Maybe you did that when you went inside. Oh, oh no. I'm very loyal to you, sir. Your Majesty, I, Sir Richard, am so loyal to you. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I would never do something. Matter of fact, if His Majesty wishes... I will swear on the Bible. I will swear whatever you want. I'll swear that I didn't take anything. <laughs> then if I swear, 
You can have the rabbi swear also. All right. Very good idea. Yes. Okay. So swear to me. All right. I'm going to swear to you. And sure enough, he got up there and he swore. I, Sir Richard, never stole anything. I only took what I needed to paint the gold in the pool. That's it. All right. Very good. Now let me get the rabbi. Ah, Shalom Aleichem, Your Majesty, King Sebastian. Ah, may you live long life. Okay, so what is it that you want from me? Is something me special? Uh, <laughs> you like the pool? Uh. <laughs> Let me see what the king answers. Oh, yes. I love the pool. It's fantastic. People are hearing about it. They're going to come here. They're going to pay to see it. I'll be even richer than I was before. But I have a question for you. Uh, yes, yeah, so what is your question? Uh-oh. I see that smirk on the face of Richard. This doesn't look good. Uh, yes, Your Majesty, what is it? You know, I was just thinking. You know, I gave you my treasury keys to get whatever you need to, build, to make and build this uh, pool. Right? Uh, yes, yes, you did. I'm just wondering... You didn't go in there and take anything else from there, did you? <laughs> Me? Go and take something else, Your Majesty. Oh, heaven forbid. I would never do something like that. I can't do something like that. Uh, uh, he's lying, Rabbi Herbs. Uh, I mean, not not the rabbi. I mean, Sebastian. I mean, I mean not Sebastian. I mean... Yussi, yussi. Control yourself. Keep all your facts right. You want to say that um, Sir Richard is lying. And the rabbi is telling the truth, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. But I mean, I mean, there's so many things that are happening so fast. Just relax. Listen to the rest of the story. And if you miss something, you can always hear it on the archives. Okay, so, um, and, okay, so here we go. Back to where we were. Uh, yeah, I, um, so, um, I, I, of course not. I mean, I, I didn't take anything. Uh, maybe, uh, um, you know, Richard did. Well, to tell you the truth, I had Richard swear, and he swore up and down the line that he uh, did not take anything. He's lying. He can't hear you unless I want him to hear you, okay? So just sit down and relax, okay? Anyways, so uh, back to the story. Okay, so um, you were saying... Uh, uh, yes, so um, uh, Richard swore. Now I need you, Rabbi Mordecai. I need you to swear... That you didn't take anything. Uh, your, your Majesty, uh, may I remind you that I'm a religious Jew and I follow my Torah. Now, I know that I myself did not take anything. Heaven forbid, I would never do that to take anything for myself. Now, I can say for sure 100% that maybe some workers who went there to help carry some things out didn't carry some things for themselves too. I wouldn't know that. So I can swear a hundred percent, and swearing falsely would be against the Torah. I can swear with a hundred percent certainty that nobody on my team of builders uh, took anything. But I know myself, I didn't take anything. So are you telling me that you will not swear? I am the King Sebastian, and if I give you an order, you must do it. And if you don't follow my orders, you know what that means, Rabbi. I guess so. It means that I would be put to death. That's right, Rabbi. 
Yes, you would be put to death. Now, what do you say to that? Uh, you're making a big mistake, uh, uh, Your Majesty. I, 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 I'm telling you, I didn't do it, but I can swear. You won't swear? Uh, and I, 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 I mean, look, you're the king, but I, I have to answer to the king of all kings. I have to answer uh, to the reminders later. And, 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 and uh, I'm sorry, but I can tell you for certainly that I could swear that and nobody from my team did it. I know I didn't do it, but I, 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 I can't swear that nothing is missing. So I'm very sorry. You're very sorry? So am I. You make me so angry. I trusted you. All right. I want you to take him across to the prison boat. And I want you to put those chains around him. And I want you to sink him into the water. And that will be his death. A slow, torturous death. Yes, to drown is very, very painful. Huh. That's what's going to happen to you. Take him away. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. All right, away, sir. Do everything you say. Yes, sir. We'll take him out. No problem. And sure enough, the guards took him out. They took him on that boat. But at that time, it happened to be Thursday. And out there in the waters on the other end of that river was a person named Reb Shmelke. Okay, here I am in my little boat, and I'm going to fish for fish, Lakovich, Shabbos, Kodesh. I did it, I died. I Shabbos, 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 Kodesh. I love Shabbos, Kodesh. I did it, I What's going on over there? Oh, no. I see from here... That's a prison boat. Uh-uh. That's the execution boat. They're going to take somebody and throw him into the river. They're going to weigh him down. And when they... Oh, my goodness. Am I seeing correctly? I can't recognize who it is from such a far distance. But the way he's dressed, that's a Jewish person. Uh-uh. I hope I could save him after they drop him off. They take the boat and they go. I have to hurry up. I must hurry up. And sure enough, they tied the heavy chains. They put him into the water. They just threw him overboard. And uh, Mordecai sunk down. And they were laughing. <laughs> and of course, so was Richard laughing. <laughs> Finally, imagine that. I'm back to being the chief advisor. And plus, I managed to get rid of that Jewish advisor. And plus... <laughs> I benefited on this side. <laughs> They'll never know I'm the one that took for the treasury. <laughs> and of course, after they left, this here Schmelke went and rowed his boat all the way up to there. He lowered his ropes with his net and he scooped up. He managed to hop it. And Baruch Hashem, the river wasn't that deep. She managed to scoop up Rab Mordechai. But he was already half drowned over there. So he had to rush him back and on the way back as he was rowing. He tried to pump out all the water that was inside him. And when he got him at home, Smelka said, Hurry up, hurry up, Malka, Malka. And we got to hurry up here quickly. Yes, we're going to hurry up quickly. And sure enough, they hurried up quickly. And they made sure to pump out the water. And of course, they were bringing him back to life slowly. But because of the trauma of almost drowning, whatever it is, took a good few days for a Mordechai to come back to himself. Oh, oh boy. Oh, wait, wait, where am I? Oh, uh, oh, Smelke the fisherman. Uh, how, how am I? How did I get here? I was at the bottom of the ocean. I was drowning. 
Yeah, I know you were drowning, but Baruch Hashem, Hashem put me at the right time, the right place, and you, what did you do, supposedly? And he told what he supposedly did. Ah, you can't smear like that. Come on, like that. It's against the Torah. I know. And that's why I would rather die than go against the Torah. So that's what happened, apparently. But you saved me. Uh, maybe I could go back to my family. No, you can't go back to your family. If somebody sees you and they find you, they know you're a condemned man. And that's not very good for you. If they find out about you, oi, 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 I don't want to tell you, but you know it's going to happen. Oh, yes, yes. You're right. Okay. Uh, let me let me uh, help you out then. All right, you can come fishing with me. And sure enough, he was going fishing with him. And he would go fishing with him every at the end of the week when he would go fishing because Schmelke also learned during most of the week. Then he would go fishing and sell fish. Look up at Shabbos Kodesh. One Thursday, he was getting a little bit not feeling well. And he couldn't go out there. So, uh, you know, like... Uh, you know, Mordechai said, listen, listen, I- I'm going to help you. I can do this for you. I'm going to go. I Don't worry about a thing. I'm going to go for you. I'm going to go fishing for you. Don't you worry. I'll take care of everything. You do so much for me. And so we went out there fishing. But at that time, it was a nice night. So the king was walking with his entourage on the other side of the river. And he was looking. And he was saying, Oh, my goodness. Oh, I see somebody out there fishing late at night. Oh, very interesting. Must be a Jewish fisherman. Let me go take a closer look to see who it is. But even though it was a nice night, all of a sudden, Mordechai recognized, Oh, my goodness. That's not very good. I see the king over there. If he comes too close, he'll recognize me. Let him save me, save me. And all of a sudden, Hashem made a big wind blow. And this wind blew off the big fancy hat of the king. Oh, my hat! It just flew into the water! Hey, we gotta get it! Uh, yes, sir! Yes, sir! I'll get it! And his guards tried to get it, but he couldn't reach it. And the king himself ran in near the water, and he reached over to get his cap. And then he finally reached in, and he said, ah, I just caught it just before it sank to the very bottom. Uh, thank God it's not so deep over here. Huh? What happened? What's the matter, sir? Uh, my ring. What about your ring, sir? Uh, my ring. It's not here. Uh, my ring fell off. My ring fell off my finger. Find the ring. It's in the water. And sure enough, the guards splashed around in the water. And they were trying to find the ring. But they couldn't find it. They couldn't find the ring. And he came back very sad. And then, all of a sudden, this person, Richard, who was no friend of the Jews, <laughs> what happens if the Jewish people produce another wise man, just like this Rabbi Mordechai? They'll take away my job again. I gotta get rid of all the Jews. I got a plan. It's impossible to find the ring that fell in the water. <laughs> Your Majesty! I have a plan how to get your ring. Yes? What is it, Richard? Uh, I made you the head advisor again, so if you're the chief advisor, you better have a good plan. I do, Your Majesty. You know the Jewish people generally when they pray, their God answers them, right? So it is said. So it is said, yes. What about it? Well, sir, Your Majesty, 
I was just thinking. You give the Jewish people 30 days to find your ring, okay? And then what you do is, if they can't find it, you tell them that they will be expelled, but you're going to take all their property in placement of the ring. Yeah, you tell them they have to pray and get the ring. Otherwise, you'll expel them and confiscate everything of theirs. I don't like such a plan, but if that's the only way I can get back my ring, then so be it. And so the decree was sent out, and Eden was saying, this is terrible. This is a terrible shock over here. How can we do this? This is a shigana king. He listens to that guy, Richard Agroishan, to submit. I'm telling you, what are we going to do? And of course, the Jewish people met every day trying to find the ring. They were going into the water. Some of them dived in and swimming and this and that. And nobody found it. And of course, everybody was being misfollowed. And Ramodachai was being misfollowed. That there should not be no bad decree against the Eden. And that Hashem should save them once and for all from this wicked Russia, Richard. Meanwhile, one Arab Shabbos, when uh, they were going fishing, they got some fish. And sure enough, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Schmelke. Right, Schmelke's wife cut open the fish. Oh, oh my goodness, look at this. Take a look, take a look, take a look. Uh, what is it? Oh, my goodness. It's a ring, a fancy ring. Wait a minute. I know that ring. That's the king's ring that he's missing. Oh, oh that's great. That's great. Yeah, maybe we should just return it to the king. When we return the ring to the king, the king will be very happy and will stop the decree. No. No? Yes. Okay, we give it back. No. Uh, no, we don't give it back? Yes. We give it back? No, not now. Uh, will you explain yourself? Yes. I was just thinking to myself, if we give back the king's ring, this guy Richard is going to think of other plots against the Jewish people. I got a plan. With Hashem's help, if we're misfollowed and we never give up hope, we're going to be rid of this Russia once and for all. So when the 30 days came, the person named Richard said to the king, Well, your majesty... Looks like it's time to carry out your plans. Let's go down to the river and see if the Jewish people found your ring. And sure enough, they went down to the river in this big boat of the majesty. <coughs> and the king was in it. And suddenly the king said, All right, all you Jews, did you find my ring? And the Yidin said, uh, Sorry, sir, we're trying to find it. Yeah, we're trying, we really did. We tried and we couldn't find it. Please, your majesty, forgive us. We didn't take your ring. We know nothing about it. Your majesty, uh, you made a decree. You have to carry it out. You don't want to be a laughing stock. Uh, no, no. All right, we'll have to do this decree. And suddenly, Reshmelke came forward. Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. And Shulik, your majesty, this is ridiculous. What is going on here? You have a chitzpah. Excuse me? How are you talking to me? Well, listen here. It's really not your chutzpah. It's really the chutzpah of Nagar Richard. We did nothing to you. We're loyal citizens. We pay our taxes. We do everything the right way. It's ridiculous that you should accuse us and blame us for the loss of your ring when you dropped it yourself. We have nothing to do with that. How are we supposed to find the ring in the water? The water can go this way, that way, this way. It's impossible to find. It's a chutzpah. And as he was speaking, suddenly one of the guards said to the king, 
Your Majesty. Yes, what is it? Your Majesty. There's something floating this way. There's somebody dressed in white. It might be a ghost. Of course, Eden don't believe in ghosts. But, of course, part of this plan was based on the fact that everybody knew that King Sebastian was also a very superstitious person. You can scare him pretty easily. What is this? What's going on here? What's happening? What's going on? And suddenly, that little raft came closer to the boat. And then, everybody was startled. This man on the boat, on that little raft, climbed onto the king's boat. And suddenly, the king said, uh, Who are you? What are you doing here? What's the matter? Who are you? Who are you? And he was dressed in a kittle. And he was not just dressed in a kittle. He was rearing his talus. And he lowered the talus from over his head. And the king looked at him. He said, What? I can't believe it. Mordechai, Rabbi Mordechai, it's you. But how are you alive? How is it possible? And so Mordechai said, Listen to me very carefully. I want to tell you what happened. I was innocent. I really was innocent. And yet you sentenced me to death. And you had me executed. You threw me overboard. But you know, Hashem, the God of the world, knows that I was innocent. So he sent the king that was in charge of the river to come and rescue me. He saved me down there. He saved me. He brought me back to life. He rejuvenated me and everything. And he told me that what he wants to do is he wants to punish you because you tried to drown me when I was innocent. So he wanted to cause all the waters to come and flood your entire kingdom. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to flood your entire kingdom. What? What? Does he still want to do it? Yes, he does. Unless... Unless what? Well, I stopped him, kind of. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you do? What do you do? Well, I told him if I build him a beautiful pool like I built for you, uh, would he forgive you? And he said yes. <laughs> really? Okay. So, so build him. I, I kind of built him, but I left that one part. Uh, what's that? Uh, well, <coughs> uh, the gold coating. Uh, you have to take all that gold and, and send it down there. But... Uh, the only one that can paint it, who's really expert on how to bond the paint to the walls, is, of course, uh, Richard. What, what are you talking about? How would I get down there? What, what are you talking about? Well, we would tie you up, weigh you down with all the gold, and send you down. And then you could paint the walls of the pool. He's lying. He's lying. It's a trick. He's just trying to kill me. I don't know how he survived this. We threw him overboard. How is this possible? What's going on here? Your Majesty, Your Majesty, I hope you don't mind. But uh, the king of the rivers had a funny feeling. You might not believe that this story is true. So he gave me this. What? That's my ring. How, how did you find it? Oh, I didn't find it. The, the king of the river found your ring. And uh, what happened is the king of the river, um, you know, he uh, said that to show you the ring, give you back your ring to, know, to show that he means business. That if you don't make the pool for him, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, he's going to flood your, your, your whole kingdom. I don't want my kingdom flooded. No, no, we can't do that. Okay, listen to me, listen to me. Um, uh, 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 Richard, are you going down there? Uh, but, sir, I, 
I, I, I, it's water. I, I'll drown. I don't care how it is. I don't care. You wanted the rabbi to be destroyed. If you get destroyed, then so be it. You're the only one that can paint down there. So you're going down there. Do you understand? You're going down there. Because <laughs> you're the only one that can do it. <laughs> Tie him up quickly and put all the gold. Get all the gold. Get all the gold. And so, sure enough, they got all the gold. They put it in buckets and buckets. And they tied it to him. And they weighed Richard down. And they threw him overboard. And Richard was screaming, No, 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 don't do this to me. No, 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 no. But it was too late. They threw Richard overboard. And he sunk to the bottom. And he was never, ever found again. And from that day on, the Rabbi Mordechai became the advisor again, the chief advisor. And this time, nobody wanted to start up and try to get uh, the rabbi in trouble because they saw what happened to Richard. And of course, the uh, other good stuff that came out of this was that this uh, fisherman, Shmelka, when he would go to fish, he would pull up not just fish, but he would pull up chunks of the gold that was sunk down there. And of course, he became very rich in the schus that he saved this person. And also, of course, he became a big baldstocker and helped out all the Eden. Wow. Wasn't that a great story? Well, you never told before. Oh, boy, it's getting late. Okay, so I guess it's time to... Yes, time to say goodbye. All right, so here we go. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.